I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And as usual, Dan Burns will help you keep it running. Thanks to the help we get from that ASC certified technician, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive is here in studio. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Nice morning. Nice morning. It's. Yeah. Uh, did you find it a, a bit smoky? My allergies are killing me now, and I presume it's because of the... Uh, the Canadian fires. You know, from my front steps, I can watch the uh, sunset over the river and... Kind of reddish, is oh, it? It's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the, the smoke is not, I'm sure, not good for anybody or no. anything, but it sure does make for beautiful sunsets. That's true. Well, it's uh, 70 degrees, fog and mist have reported in some parts of uh, CCO land, uh, but right now 70, heading for about 90 today. I was wondering if, uh, I, I didn't ask you when you walked in, uh, if... Uh, you guys at Lloyd's were busy with more AC work in cars. We are busy. There's still lots of hot weather stuff going on, and, and you know, it's probably time for us to start talking about seasonal transition, that yeah. it's that we're, we're heading towards fall and, and kids going back to school and, you know, starting to think about where are your snow tires, <laughs> which is a terrible thing to think about, but... But, uh, you know, if you're going to order new snow tires for the season or whatever, now's the time to get going on that sort of stuff. And, and, uh, but, but uh, yeah, but no, it's sure it, it, the, the weather is not pushing us in that direction at not, all. No, Because no. it's still plenty hot. And, and we have state fair top. We're going to be there two weeks from today. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Yeah. And quickly. And quickly, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that, why I don't like to talk about the state fair too much because that's kind of a that's that is kind of a transition period. It isn't slides it? into the yeah. next season when yeah, we when we that. get through the fair. Then and the fair is kind of funny because it can be beastly hot or it can be pretty chilly from it can. out there at times. Pouring rain, yeah, pouring rain, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you what, if you have any kind of a car care question, Dan Burns will help you out. If uh, you need to bring your vehicle into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, uh, call us or text us. Let me give you those numbers as we move forward. 651-989-9226. And uh, if you'd rather send Dan a text like some folks are already doing, uh, that is 81807. But do call us or text us. Don't wait because Dan will be here till about 745 when uh, Jack Farrell has his wine chat. So I know we tend to get a little crowded toward the end of the show. So call now, I urge you, or send a text now. Again, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Folks are calling in now. Text is 81807. Let's get to a text here, Dan, before we get too backed up. Uh, question for Dan the car man. Oh, there we go. Uh, a 2007 Honda Odyssey gives misfire codes. You're going to help me with this maybe. P0300 to P0306 randomly. Uh, the question is swap plugs and wires to start then coils. Well, I I doubt if it has wires. I think that, okay. that that particular model has spark plugs and coils. But yes, if it's consistently doing a misfire and you're wondering what cylinder it is, because here's the deal: it has six spark plugs, of course, and but then it also has six ignition coils, mm. and they're expensive, and you don't want to have to replace them all. Although some people do, just uh, you know, 
uh, for maintenance, and it's not sure. a bad idea to cheat to replace them all. But if you want to know exactly which cylinder's misfiring, and it's doing it consistently, like say for example, it's P three o two cylinder, which is cylinder number two, then you would go to cylinder number two, take the ignition coil off, swap it with cylinder number three. If the misfire moves, in other words, if next time it sets a code, it's it's three o two or three o three. Sure. Then you know that uh, that that you did move the misfire by moving the coil, so you need to replace that coil. If the misfire did not move, then you know it's something else. Ah. Like you know, the first next best thing to check would be a uh, um, a spark plug and change the spark plug. But it could be more. I mean, it could be a mechanical problem that's causing the misfire, or it could be a fuel injector that's causing the misfire. So uh-huh. it's not necessarily secondary ignition, although way most commonly it's secondary ignition it that's causing the that's problem. Common. So they're on the right track. Move the coils around. If the misfire moves, then you need to change some coils. Gotcha. Very good. Again, if you want to send a text, 81807, or call us, uh, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones, Dan. Mike is calling from Inver Grove, I believe. Mike, you're on CCO with Dan. Good morning, Dan. I have a 2007 Nissan Quest that I just acquired, 147,000 miles on it or so. Had a little bit of fuel in it, probably a quarter of a tank when I bought it. First fill-up, fuel gauge goes to full, drive about a mile, and... It bottoms out, and the low-fuel light comes on, the needle's at the bottom. If you turn the ignition off and start it again, it'll go back up to full, and a couple miles later, it'll drop back down again. Any thoughts? Well, it's the, you know, I, I, there's two possible, three possibilities, the, the sending unit in the tank, the gauge on the dash, or the wiring in between. And it's a little bit tricky to figure out which, it, or a connection, it's a little bit tricky to figure out which it is uh, for you. Um, if if you're handy enough and you can find the connection, I guess the first thing I would do is unplug the connection um, back at the at the fuel tank, unplug it, look at the connector, see if it's make sure that it's not all green and crusty, and if and if it's not, simply plug it back in, see if that solves your problem. If it does, then you know it was a connection problem. Uh, but more than likely, you. The most common problem would be the the sending unit in the tank that has failed, and uh, you know that's why it comes back to life. I don't know. Uh, that's you know a little bit harder part of the question, but but the fact that it comes back to life after you uh, shut the car off and start it again, uh, you know, might take a little bit more diagnos- diagnostics, but. If you want to bring it into a shop, if I had it in my shop and I could put my computer equipment on it, I can read that stuff uh, and get a little bit better information than you're getting just from the car and eliminate some more of the possibilities. And maybe that would be the best solution for you, no matter what you decide, would be to uh, bring it in and and, uh, have somebody help you diagnose it at least. There you go, Mike. Mike's in Invergrove. That's not a far drive to your shop either. No, not at all. We have to take a quick break here, Dan. Hang on. We're going to have more. Show. Keep in mind, Dan will be here until about 745. If you want to call in or text in, do that now. 70 is our current CCO temperature reading, heading for near 90 both today and tomorrow. As I said, 70 
here at 7.20 in the morning. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located on beautiful Grand Avenue, but specifically where? Well, we are exactly at 982 Grand Avenue. Okay. That's, uh, as I said, a great avenue to, yeah. to, to shop and have coffee while you're uh, getting your car repaired. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can find us on the web. I don't think they've finished uh, updating that yet. Uh-huh. We have a new updated website coming, but that'll that'll be along shortly at uh, Lloyd's Automotive, L-L-O-I-D, lloydsautomotive.net. Very good. Yeah. We'll tell you about that when before Dan leaves us today, too. Let's go back to the uh, to the phones, Dan, then we'll grab some text messages. Lee in Brooklyn Park, I believe, has been waiting. Go ahead, Lee. Yes. Good morning. Morning. So I have a 2008 Honda Civic. Um, my AC's working intermittently, but most time it it works uh, on hot days. It doesn't work, and I doesn't mean I don't mean it doesn't cool the car. It seems like the compressor's not working on a real hot day. Uh, they've checked for leaks. Um, my pressures are good. Uh, what is the next thing? Well, if on if on a really hot day, it uh, is it must be shutting off. Uh, you know, the compressor must be shutting off if. Uh, the AC stops working on a really hot day and there has to be a reason for it. Most likely the reason is either it's low on, on refrigerant and it, you've had that check. So I assume it's not that the other thing is uh, the system has a whole bunch of safety parts to it. Pressure switches, low pressure, high pressure, uh, those sorts of things. Uh, it'll shut off, you know, automatically if the engine gets too much of a load, for example. Uh, so those, those next or the rest of those things are the things that you're going to need to start looking at. A very common one is that the uh, the pressure on the the on a really hot day, the the um, the condenser out in front of the radiator is not cooling enough. Uh, and oftentimes that's because the, either the fans aren't blowing like they're supposed to, or uh, it's clogged with debris. You know, if if your uh, furnace filter at home gets plugged, or if the 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 um, equipment outside gets all full of cotton and stuff, you'll know that it doesn't work very well. And and the solution is the same. You need to clean that off with the garden hose or compressed air or something like that. So. Those are the types of things that will cause it to cut out on a hot day. Um, you know, on a, on a normal day, it, it'll continue to operate because it doesn't need full capacity. But when it needs full capacity, then you're running into trouble. So that's the first thing I would do is clean out the uh, the condenser out in front. Okay. And mostly where they get plugged is between the condenser and the radiator, and that's hard to get to. Mm. But uh, You guys do that. We do that, yes. Yeah. But pay attention to that. All right. Very good, Lee. Diane is calling us from Hinkley, Minnesota. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. How can we help you? Um, I I saw a Facebook page yesterday, and I'm kind of calling to ask if it's fact or fiction that with our extended temperatures, you shouldn't fill your gas tank more than half or three quarters full. Well, <laughs> that that's kind of an old fairy tale. Is it? it? Yeah. What they're talking about is that you're taking cool gas out of the ground and putting it in your tank. And then of course the gas gets hot and of course it expands, but the uh, system is designed to accommodate that. It is. Okay. So what I don't recommend ever 
uh, winter or summer, is when the, uh, you know, remember in the old days, you'd want it right full up into the neck. And oh, you'd, yeah. You'd, uh, top it off. Yeah, you'd top it off. Don't do that. <clears throat> in other words, when, when the pump shuts off automatically, you know, round it up to the next whatever, but don't put a whole bunch of more gas in because the evaporative system uh, is in operation, and you don't want to flood all of those components with a bunch of gas. I think I've so, read that in manuals recently, too, so I've stopped topping it off. As yeah, soon as it clicks, right. I'm done. As soon as it clicks, then... To be safe. You know, unless you care about round numbers, and I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes you feel better. I still, have to, I still have to round it up to the next nickel or dime. But, I got but you. At any rate, which is fine, too. But, but on, in, you know, any time of the year, do not, do not overfill the gas tank, because that's not good for it. All right. There you go, Diane. Thank you. Good question. Uh, I know we have to break shortly, but Mike and Blaine is calling in. Then we'll grab some text. Uh, Mike, what is your question? Good morning. Morning. Uh, yes, I have um, an opportunity to purchase a uh, 2011 Chevy Equinox, and it has low miles from a family member. And uh, last weekend, I was getting servicing done at local shop uh, that I've gone to for years on one of my other vehicles, and I happened to mention it to the the guys there, and he said, "Oh, stay away from that car. That car has uh, those Chevy Equinox. They have a lot of engine problems." And and then they asked, "How many miles?" And you know, it's pretty low miles. Well, uh, yeah, you're just going to ask asking for trouble. Could you give me your comments on that? I uh, I've been looking forward to consider you know buying the vehicle. But if it's going to have engine problems, uh, I guess every car has engine problems. Specific about that one. Yeah. Mm, what do you think, Dan? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, <clears throat> I mean, we. I've not actually seen any Chevy Equinox uh, engine trouble, and I don't know that if it's any. I don't know if it's a bigger problem than any other model that's around. I agree with you. Every car has engine problems. Yeah. And. and uh, you know, yeah, it, it's always a little bit of risk that you hope you get the right one. But boy, there's plenty of Chevy Equinox on the road, oh, yeah. and, and they're all doing just fine. So, uh, that, that you know, that happens in a particular shop where you see a rash of problems, and it changes your opinion on a particular car. But, but uh, generally speaking, I would say that that's a pretty good car. And beyond that, if you're concerned about it, if you want the car, and you think the car is a, a really good deal. And you're concerned about the the engine, maybe you'd want to consider an extended warranty that so that you can be assured that if you do have an engine problem, at least it'll be taken yeah. care of uh, under some sort of insurance policy. Uh, Mike obviously was getting it checked out, but you could get it checked out real thoroughly by a shop like yours. Yeah, yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, there you go, Mike. Good luck. Uh, we have to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and talk uh, text questions when we come back here. On CCO's Car Care Show, Dan will be with us till about 7.45. 70, a look at that forecast straight ahead. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Thank you, Dave Lee. It's 70 degrees in the Twin Cities in the midst of our Car Care Show. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive helping you out. Here's a text, Dan. How do I get rid of the musty, moldy smell coming out of my air vents? We've talked. Uh, we have talked about that before. Yeah, the uh, change your cabin filter for starters. Um, most cars nowadays have an air filter that's inside the uh, the passenger compartment, over like usually behind the glove box somewhere, 
And if that has not been changed for a long time, when you have this humid air blowing through it, and actually when you pull it out and look at it, you'll see that it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they're all black and moldy and nasty, and, and they're, they're to be changed on a maintenance schedule, and many people don't do that. And uh, that's when they get nasty and, and disgusting. And, and, and so the first thing you want to do is change that filter, look at it, see if, it, if that's what it is. Uh, if the filter has been changed recently and that's not doing any good, then you have some musty stuff growing inside the heater box, inside the car, and there's some chemicals that you can introduce to the uh, car or to that cabin uh, area that will kill that moldy stuff yeah. and take care of the smell. Yeah, so you've done that a lot at your shop. We have, so, yeah. yeah, and and it's you know it's it's actually simple. You you know when the air conditioning system is set on recirculate which is it's taking the cabin air cooling it and putting it back into the cabin <clears throat> when you find where that recirculation vent door is you simply blow the chemicals in through there and it uh it you know circulates in the yeah. heater box and kills this stuff so the mold spores that's a Lysol like that. type product yeah. or i don't I, I don't know exactly what it is but You're right. it smells kind of like that it does yeah all right there's uh, there's an answer there. Another text has this. Uh, How much improvement might I see on my low beams by replacing my standard halogen bulbs in my 2004 Toyota with LEDs? The LEDs range from fifty to two hundred dollars per pair. Yeah. So they want to they want to not change. Or they want to eliminate the LEDs. I'm I'm sorry. I missed. The... No, I think they want to. How much improvement might I see? Uh, on the low beams by replacing the standard halogen with LEDs. Oh. I... It makes a difference. It does. Uh, that, so that would be the first step. The second step, and maybe the more the better step is, you know, after a, a car starts to age, the headlights start to get that foggy look through, yeah. the, through the plastic. Right. And if that plastic has a foggy look to it, light does not shine through that very well. It's, it's, a, it's a big filter. Hmm. So if your headlights are starting to get that foggy look, uh, the best thing that you could do is have those buffed and cleaned and made clear again. And uh, there's a process that we go through that, to do that. Uh, in fact, I think you can buy a kit. Uh, yeah, they you know, sell at, those kits. Yeah, at they a do. Hard, at an at a auto parts store sure. to do it yourself if you want to. But get the, get the headlight plastic clear, and that's probably what's going to make the biggest difference. Do that first. Maybe do that first. Yeah. Or, or do both. Do there, both if you really want. Yeah, yeah there you go. As I age, I need all the light I can get everywhere. <laughs> Welcome so. to the club. <laughs> yeah. All right. There you go. Let's see. Where is a, Here's one. It's a uh, 2012 Mazda 3 hatchback. My rear window wiper stopped working a month or so ago after I got it home from an oil change. Is this a big diagnostic job or could it be a simple fix? The wiper just hangs there. Well, it it could be a simple fix. It could be that it's a, a fuse or something like that. Uh, it could be the wiper motor itself. We certainly replace a lot of those. And then the next thing that uh, is a, is actually a common repair is in order for the if if the wiper motor is inside the hatch itself, and I think it probably is, then the uh, wires going to the hatch, you know, along the hinge there, mm -hmm. of course, over the years have flexed back and forth many, many times, and those wires have a tendency to break. Uh -huh. So it might be as, as simple as you have a broken wire 
in that uh, where that where the wires go from the body of the car into the hatch of the car. But you so, at Lloyd's could. Oh yeah, yeah. That's we, a yeah. We were kind of well. It's an easy diagnosis, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. Uh, good morning. It says I have a twenty one nine Saturn Aura and I need two rims, probably wheels. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you know where I might find them? Uh, we could certainly try a salvage yard. Uh, yeah, okay. Saturn's a little bit tricky because you know there's not a lot of them around anymore. That's true. Um, and also, many of the salvage yard, the bigger ones anyway, in town. Uh, Restore rims, restore wheels. We do that a lot in the in the uh, spring when when people are suffering with potholes. Oh yeah, they'll get uh, their wheels bent with the from the potholes, and we can send those out and have those wheels repaired. And uh, usually, it's much less expensive than replacing the wheels. All right, let's see here. Uh, another text. I know you're you're we're getting short of time here. Ninety eight El Dorado message says thief deterrent system. Car may not restart. Car occasionally stalls at idle. Codes have been cleared. Is it possible that I have a fuel delivery problem? Well, the theft deterrent thing is is real, and so I guess I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't ignore that. I think that's something that you're going to want to certainly address. And on that particular model, back in those days, the the ignition switch itself is what would read the little prom and the key. And if they're if they're not speaking to each other, uh, that's gonna that is gonna cause the car not to start at times. And so I think I would probably start there and and uh, have that addressed. All right, let's see. We have oh we're we're almost out of time. If I can get this problem, it says an O three Sequoia seventy five thousand miles acceleration at it a pronounced knocking began. Uh, told need a new engine. Knock amplifies with RPMs. All maintenance up to date. It's kind of a mixed yeah, bag here. Could could be that uh, if you've had a, a professional listen to it, and if, if you know, to the trained ear, uh, a lower end knock from the crankshaft, you know, or a connecting rod or something like that, uh, I would know what that sounds like. And if if that's the case, and if somebody has told you that that's a, a an engine problem, then that's probably true. Okay. And. Uh, you'll have to decide if the vehicle warrants that type of investment, uh, replacing the engine. How do we find you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue. We'll be there this morning uh, till noon uh, in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or or simply give us a call at 651-228-1300. One six. We will talk to you one week from today. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Dan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.